Well, guys, this morning it's Easter. It's Resurrection Sunday. And I want to talk to you about something this morning. That if it's just a story, then who cares? But if this story is real, and this took place, it is the most important thing you will ever hear in your entire life. The most important thing you will ever hear in your entire life. I got people's attention. That's good. The story we're going to talk about is what happened on Good Friday and then on Easter Sunday. Because it is the culmination of this entire story about God's plan for redemption of mankind. You say, well, Pastor Jason, you know, I've heard this story before, but how do I know that it's true? How do I know that it's true? I, you know, it's words in this book, but how do I know that it's true? Well, let me first say something about this book. This book, this Bible, the holy, inspired Word of God, you have to understand that it was written over the course of 2,000 and some years. It was written by more than 40 different people in different countries, in different languages. Yet the entire T of this Bible is a coherent, perfect story about God's plan for redemption of mankind. You see, Liz and I can't even write a story together that doesn't have all these things that say, well, that doesn't make sense. Well, that's not how that... This Bible, this Bible, the perfect Word of God, tells us of a story, and we have to believe and understand that this is God's Word. It happened the way the Bible says that it happened. And so this is not just a story or a fable or something somebody made up. The story we're going to talk about this morning happened and is the truth and is the most important thing that you will ever hear. And you see, in the Gospels and in some of Paul's letters, it talks about after Jesus defeated the grave, he was seen by over 500 people. You know how many people in the court of law it takes to prove something? Less than 500. I love it when God does things immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine. He's like, I am going to show myself not just to one person or two, which would be upheld in the court of law, but I'm going to show myself to over 500 people that I defeated death. That I defeated the grave. And the manuscripts that were written were original manuscripts that got passed down from generation to generation. So when we look at these Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that talk about the story, they're written by either eyewitnesses or people who knew eyewitnesses that saw it happen. So you can't tell me it's not true. It is true. And so we need to understand this this morning. Open your Bibles to Luke chapter 23. You see, throughout this entire Bible, again, God's plan for redemption of mankind 
you see the story play out. He created man and woman in his image. Man sinned. He was separated from God and needed a Savior. Needed someone to pay the price for the sins. And you look in the Old Testament, I'll tell you, we're reading some of the Old Testament in our Bible reading plan. The amount of sacrifices that they had to make for their sins, it's just like, how did they do that? I would be sacrificing something all the time, right? All of us would be. How many of you are perfect in here this morning? Hold on, yeah, (laughs) because of the blood of Jesus. It was like a trick question that Ryan got right. No, what I'm saying is none of us are perfect only because of the blood of Jesus. Only because he paid the price. So I'm going to take you to the story on the cross, starting in verse 36. Luke 23, verse 36, it says, The soldiers also mocked him, coming and offering him sour wine, and saying, If... If, there's unbelief in the word if, yeah? If, if you're the king of the Jews, save yourself. Mocking him, mocking Jesus on the cross. If, we don't really believe what you say, if. And the ascription, verse 38, also was written over him in letters of Greek, Latin, and Hebrew. Let's get all the languages up there. This is the king of the Jews. Verse 39. Then one of the criminals who were hanged blaspheming him saying, If, again, if you are the Christ, save yourself and us. If. Look at verse 40. The Bible does this all the time. Here's what one guy is saying on one side of Jesus. Remember, there were three crosses. On the other side, the other guy said this. But the other answered and rebuked him, saying, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Do you not even fear God? Do you not even fear God? You're blaspheming this Jesus. And you can see he began to believe All this guy sins. He's hanging on the cross next to Jesus. Every one of us in this room, that should be our fate. But look at this guy. Look what he says. Do you not even fear God seeing you are under the same condemnation? We indeed justly. Listen to this. So now he's starting to say this. Look, I recognize I'm a sinner. This guy on the cross has given the gospel message. I never realized this before. As I was reading it, he is giving the gospel message. The guy on the cross at the very last minute, at the very last second. He's given the gospel message. And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. The due reward of our deeds, of your deeds, of my deeds, of our sin is death. It's death. The Bible makes it clear. I certainly didn't go 
and do the whole ap- apologetics and prove absolute certainty of the Bible, but I believe you need to understand that the Bible is true, and because it is true, the Bible says the wages of sin are death. So this guy is hanging on the cross, but he says we, we're receiving our due rewards for what we've done. But this man, now he's pointing at Jesus. Wait a second. But this man, this man has done nothing wrong. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Why is he on the cross if he's done nothing wrong? Because he's on the cross paying for our sins. He's paying the price. He's the sacrifice. He's the lamb that needed to be slain for you and for me. But this man has done nothing wrong. Sinless, spotless, perfect Jesus walking on this earth. Verse 42. Then he said to Jesus, look at his first word, Lord. He's got it. He's got it. He, he, he's looking, he's like, wait a second. This is a perfect man. He committed no sin, yet he's dying on the cross. This has to be my Lord. This, he has gotten the revelation. He's got the revelation. His eyes have been opened. He can now see exactly what he needed to see. He is now seeing what every one of us need to see. The most important thing you will ever hear and ever need to see is this. Then he said to Jesus, Lord, Lord, remember me. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. Oh, Right there. You like we come up with like all these fancy words that we have to say to receive Jesus, and it's the special prayer. If I just pray like this, then this, then this, then this, then this, then it works. No, you have to believe in your heart. You have to believe in your heart. You confess with your mouth, but you believe with your heart. This guy believed with his heart. He said, Remember me. When you come into your kingdom. This man gave the gospel message. He realized that sin deserved punishment. He recognized that Jesus was the sinless, spotless Savior. And he accepted him as his Lord and Savior. Because he believed in heaven. He said, where you're going? To that kingdom. I want to go to. And the only way to get there is through believing in Jesus. And on that cross, he believed. On that cross, he believed. Here's Jesus' response, verse 43. And Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Assuredly. Not like, well, you know, there was this one thing you did a little while back. It's not even really why you're on the cross. And I'd like to talk to you a little bit about that first. Before I let you come into heaven, let's have a... No. Assuredly. Jesus recognized his belief. That man's belief that he truly was the Son of God. And that's all that it takes, church. It takes that recognition that Jesus truly is the Son of God. That he truly did pay for your sins and mine. Assuredly, I say to you, today you'll be with me in paradise. Today, 
Which means, as that man died, that was today. As Jesus then died on the cross, it wasn't like Jesus went to hell and had this battle for three days, and it was all this terrible, difficult thing, and it was just like this epic battle that you see on movie scenes. You know, oh, and there's swords flying back and forth. No, Jesus says, I'm going down, I'm getting the keys to Hades, and I'll see you a little bit later in heaven. Yeah, today, he said. Jesus wouldn't say today if he was going to be in hell for a couple days. He said, today I'll see you. So his spirit, where did it go? It went up to heaven. And as the body laid in the grave for three days, his spirit was in heaven. So then Jesus dies, this man dies, Jesus dies. And if you look at the words that Jesus said on the cross... At the very end, the most important words. I don't have them on the screen, just listen to me. It says this, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Something needed to pay the price and have that separation from God for just a moment. For a period of time. Another thing he said, he said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Do your will, God. Father, do your will. In this situation. Remember he prayed in the garden. (laughs) Not my will but yours God. Not my will but yours. And he also said. It is finished. It is finished. The price paid. It's done. Complete. I don't know what dictionary you look at. But finished to me means. Finished. Complete. Done. All the synonyms for finished mean. Finished. Yeah, all of them. Get out your thesaurus. Does anybody even use a thesaurus anymore? Oh, an actual one? Okay, like a, like, a, like a paper one? I don't know. I was doing a crossword puzzle. I have no idea why I'm saying this. I was doing a crossword puzzle the other day. Man, Google is so sweet, man. You can get every crossword puzzle you ever need. Synonym of, right? You can get anything you need. It's called cheating. That's right. I wasn't, I wasn't pretending like I got the crossword puzzle myself. Okay, what was I talking about? Look, the pri- it is finished. Complete. Price paid. Done. So let's go to Luke 24, a little bit further down in the story. Because you see, there has to be more than just something dying and paying the price. There has to be victory over the death. There has to be victory over the death. Because in the Old Testament, there was sacrifice after sacrifice after sacrifice, yet none of those things came back to life. None of those things were resurrected. None of those sacrifices were resurrected. Well, did this one? Was this one? Was this one sacrifice? Was this the one that did it? Luke 24, starting in verse 1. Now, On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and a certain other woman with them came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. And when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened as they were greatly perplexed, another great word, about this. And behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, Why do you seek the living 
among the dead. He is not here. He is risen. He is risen. Whoa! He defeated death. Whoa! This is a sacrifice like no other. This is the one. This is the pardon of all pardons. This is it. This is the one. Remember how he spoke to you while he was still in Galilee, saying, this is what we said this morning when we started worship, saying the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and on the third day rise again. He is risen. He paid the price. The man on the cross recognized this, and he believed in his heart. And it changed his destiny for eternity. It changed his destiny for eternity. So I was thinking about what this means for our lives. What does this mean for us? So, you know, if you go out to dinner and you're there and someone, like you don't realize someone else is there and they pay for your dinner, you're like, ooh, I should have ordered the steak. Yeah, right? I mean, it's like one of those afterthoughts. You're like, darn it. If I would have known so-and-so was over there, I would have got the big steak, right? <clears throat> so you think about it. And you'd be pretty happy that someone, someone paid the price for your dinner. I'd be pretty happy. Let's say your mortgage. Let's say you got a letter in the mail that said, Excuse me, Mr. and Mrs. whomever, Ackerman. Yeah, let me, let me speak that one out into existence. <laughs> Your mortgage has been paid in full. And I owe a little bit on it. And so I would start doing some kind of happy dance, yeah? Would you not do a happy dance if you got a letter in the mail that said your mortgage was paid off, right? You'd be like, put on some music, baby. We are having ourselves a party. Oh, man, you'd be, you'd be dancing outside. You don't care what the neighbors think. At this point, it doesn't matter with the noise you're making. You're having a party. Someone paid the price. But now think about this story. What if you were in jail? What if you were in jail? And there was no way to get out. There was no way to get out. You committed some crime that put you in jail jail and you're no matter what you did in that jail you could not pay the price to get out you're like I'm going to be really really nice to everybody here doesn't get you out well I'm going to be really nice to the warden because maybe this this guy or gal can pull some strings for me so that maybe I could get out doesn't work all of your good works, all of your trying, you cannot get yourself out of that jail. You can't do it. And as time is approaching, you realize that you are not only just in in jail, but you are on death row. And that the end is coming. And you look out the window some days and you say, oh, if I could just have this freedom, if I could just get out of this prison, if I could just get out of this jail. I didn't even do that much wrong. Why am I even here? And you're sitting in your jail cell and someone gives you a note. Someone gives you a note and says, 
Your sins, your crime, your punishment has been paid for. It has been paid for in full. In full. And in fact, you are no longer on death row, but you are now allowed to leave this prison. You know, you may have been doing a dance when the mortgage got paid off, but if you aren't doing the scream and the cheer and, the, and just yelling and worshiping and falling down, I don't know when you would want to do it. But do you understand that that picture is what every one of us has the opportunity of? The pardon is there. The price has been paid. The letter is sitting right there at your jail cell. Will you open it up? Will you receive it? Will you take that gift this morning? Will you take it this morning? And say, Jesus paid the price. He paid for the pardon. All I have to do is believe what he did. 500 people saw him. And not only that, but I know he's real. Because I have a relationship with him. That's how you know when something is real. Not just when you see it, but when you know it. So bow your heads with me this morning. I want to ask you a question if you're here this morning, eyes closed, head bowed. Worship team, you can begin to come up. But don't let their movement bother you. I want to ask you a question this morning. Have you made that decision? Have you received that pardon? Have you, as the Bible says, the wages of sin are death? Have you said, I've never received that beautiful gift of what this Easter Sunday means. And today, the Bible says, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day you can do that happy dance. Today is the day you can say, you know what, I've been running for years trying to do this on my own and I can't get out of the jail cell. I can't get out I keep trying and trying and I'm trying to be a good person and I'm trying to do good deeds and I give and I'm helpful and I'm nice and I help the lady, old lady at the Wegmans grocery store get the thing on the top shelf she can't get herself. That must be good enough. The Bible says it's not good enough. Nothing you can do is good enough but the only thing you have to do is believe and receive that beautiful gift that he has given us. Of Jesus Christ. If that's you this morning, raise your hand. If you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, don't go another day without it. If you're watching online, I want to say this prayer with you. Father, I know that I am a sinner. I know I'm stuck in this jail cell. And I need a Savior. Father, I ask for your forgiveness.
And today I believe that Jesus Christ truly is the Son of God. Truly lived a perfect life and paid the price on the cross for my sins. And that He defeated death and on the third day rose from the grave. So Lord, I repent of my sins today and I invite You, Jesus, into my life as my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name. Keep your heads bowed just for a moment. Maybe you've already accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, but you've been like Pastor Jason. (laughs) I'm tired. I'm tired of trying. I'm tired of striving. I'm tired of trying to do all of this on my own. And I just want someone to pray with me. I want to rededicate all that I am, all that I have to this Lord and Savior named Jesus Christ. If that's you this morning, just slip your hand up. I'm not going to ask you to come up here. I just want to say a prayer with you. Thank you. I see your hand. Who else? Thank you. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand, Max. Love it. That's you. Just keep that hand raised. Father, we thank you for the boldness of those who have raised their hand this morning. Who have said, I want more of Jesus in my life. I am tired of running, of striving. I receive this morning the beautiful gift of grace, of forgiveness of sins. I'm reminded of the strength and power that come from you and from you alone. Father, you know every situation of every person's hand that was raised. And I ask you, Lord, that you minister to their life. Work in their situation. Father, they seek wholeness. And sometimes wholeness is difficult and sometimes painful, Lord. But you are with them through it all. And that you work all things together for good. For those who love you. And who are called according to your purpose. So Father, we thank you for them today. Bless them. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Stand with me. We're going to sing one more worship song. We're going to sing to Jesus, the King of Kings, and the Lord of Lords. And then I'll be back up and dismiss you in just a minute. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's our living hope. Do I always have something? (laughs) I just am full of joy. We're going to go out in this day and just be full of joy because he's alive. He's alive. How many people grew up with that song? He's alive. That's right. He's alive. I'm not a singer. Can't keep going. Well, I want to, but I can't. Man, what a great song. Joy unspeakable. The Super Bowls got nothing on Resurrection Sunday. Come on. Nothing on Resurrection Sunday. Because his victory has no end. Amen. Victorious over every unpaid bill. Amen. Over every cancer, over every sickness. Come on. Over every issue, every broken relationship. He's the he's the fixer. He's the great fixer. He's the great lover. Amen. 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 Uh, We have some prayer teams that are going to be up front.
I know it's Easter Sunday. You guys got plans probably to do stuff. I get it. Uh, but we have some prayer teams up here. If you need prayer for anything, I just recommend. It's not going to take long. They're not going to pray for 45 minutes over you. But they'll just say a prayer, agree with you, whatever you need agreement with. They will speak life and scriptures over you. And they will be in agreement with whatever it is that you have going on in your life. They will pray with you. So as I close, I have a benediction I want to read out of Hebrews 13. Just receive this. Now may the God of peace, who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you complete in every good work to do His will, working in you what is well-pleasing in His sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever and ever. Amen and amen. Happy Easter. You are dismissed.